When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In a world turned upside down, the CEO of Marlboro, you know, Philip Morris, uh, they said, or he said, that the company will stop selling cigarettes in Britain in the next 10 years. And if they're eyeballing not selling cigarettes in Britain, wow. He apparently urged the British government to treat cigarettes like fossil fuel cars and basically regulate them to death. Oh, okay. Now, we know that uh, they said that they're going to ban the sale of gasoline-powered vehicles by 2030. We'll see how that goes. But Philip Morris wants to transition to a health care and wellness company. Oh, okay. Uh, No problem. Apparently, half of their sales come from non-smoking products, or that's what they're hoping to have happen. The company currently generates a quarter of its revenue from alternatives, such as its electronic devices that heats tobacco instead of burning it. Oh, okay. And they said that it would buy... Vectura, a company that makes asthma inhalers. So, okay, I guess we trust the cigarette companies. The people that don't trust the cigarette companies are saying, oh, how can you trust them? Especially when they're still marketing cigarettes in lower-income countries where most of the world's smokers now reside. How can you trust them? Well, they're still a company trying to make some money. Um... Now they're making the money off of people getting sick and, and smoking their damn cigarettes, their product. I know. But now they're saying they want to stop selling cigarettes in a country? Wow. Okay. Again, in a world turned upside down. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. All right. Thank you for coming along for the ride today. And in the break room today, we are going to test side-by-side the Coca-Cola Zero Sugar and the new Coca-Cola Zero Sugar, which ended up in my home this weekend. Uh, I wasn't prepared for it to enter my home, but it did. So we've got to do a taste test side-by-side on the Coca-Cola Zero product. But first, uh, Walmart, uh, the big company walmart uh, in the news as they are being sued i've got two cases against walmart one case is already resolved and it was really uh it should have been resolved for the plaintiff but uh, crocs is suing walmart well they're also suing about two dozen other companies as well along with one of them is hobby lobby for alleging they copied the iconic design of its clogs, the Crocs, four lawsuits 
filed last week, the Colorado-based manufacturer claims the knockoffs infringe on its trademark of distinctively clunky $50 shoes made with buoyant foam and ventilation holes that can be adorned with charms. We just love Crocs, and we're sick of companies trying to rip people off with their look-alike clogs, okay? Now, representatives for Walmart, Hobby Lobby, uh, Leffler Randall did not immediately respond to requests, I bet. But, uh, and then, of course, uh, Skechers, Skechers uh, declined to comment, citing the pending litigation. So they picked up the phone anyway. <laughs> so Crocs have been around for, I don't know, a couple of decades. And they, you know, I guess originally they were to be the, you know, clean boating shoe. And then it became one of the, you know, I mean, you know, Crocs footwear, right? I mean, it had huge success. Remember in the early 2000s, I mean, everybody wanted to wear Crocs. Not me, but everyone else wanted to wear Crocs. And now it's, uh, you know, it's part of the lexicon of fashion. (laughs) Yeah, you heard me. The lexicon of fashion. Crocs. I mean, they're talking about uh, revenue of a couple of billion dollars a year. That's not bad for Crocs, but they're tired of the copycats. And so am I. You damn Croc copycatters tired of you so they are suing them and they want big money and they want to stop this right now okay yeah that's right so now they're saying that they're going to you know double down on growth and they're moving away from national chains and they want to sell directly to consumers through its websites and stores oh okay So they want to shut down any future copycats and they're going to withdraw from wholesale partnerships. And we don't want these retailers trying to replace our products with their own. Those damn fake Crocs. Yeah, counterfeit Crocs. So we're going to shut them down early and I don't want to see any fake Crocs on the market. Okay. Yeah, you heard me. And then this case, which is really, well, it's really sad, really good. It's, it's, all, it's all tied up in one. So a jury against Walmart, uh, ruled against Walmart, uh, because it abruptly fired a longtime employee with Down syndrome. This uh, 55-year-old, Marlo Spath, had worked at Walmart for almost 20 years And she loved her position. She loved doing the job. But in 2015, they changed her work schedule. And she really struggled with that work schedule. And she went to them and said, hey, uh, can you do something for me? Can you help me out? Can we adjust my start and end times? And after she complained and went to them to try to change it, they said, "Eh, you know what? No, you're fired. Oh, which just devastated her, according to her family. And she can't even see the commercials anymore, and she doesn't like to see the Walmart trucks. It was sad. So the jury said, uh, yeah, no, uh, Walmart should not have done that. And they also found that Walmart turned down 
her request to be rehired because of her disability and because they needed to accommodate her disability. I mean, she already worked there for 16 years. Wow. So she won the, it took six years, right? I mean, this case was just settled and it was settled for $150,000 in damages. And then they were ordered to pay $125 million in punitive damages, which later the judge scaled back to 300000 And I'm like, wait, what? No, the jury came back with punitive damages of $125 million. That's what she should get. Plus the 150000 plus Walmart should pay for the court costs, all of it, attorney fees, all of it. But instead, the judge scaled it back to 300000 plus the 150000 So she only gets, she doesn't even get half a million? That does not seem fair. Uh, just me. It, just me, I know. But it just doesn't seem fair. Life isn't always fair, Jeff. So get over it, okay? All right. I'll get over it. I'll let you know. This headline... Um, companies from Chipotle to Whirlpool are raising prices on consumers because of higher costs. Uh, really? Yeah, really. So consumer brands like Chipotle, like Whirlpool, are dealing with inflation by passing higher costs onto you, the customer. Well, no kidding. Now, we know that prices are jumping at record rates. We know that. We see it. If you walk through the stores or you bought purchase products, you actually take part in knowing that prices are going through the roof, as the saying goes. I mean, they are definitely going up. And these companies are making no secret out of what's said all along. When this happens, they turn the prices over to you. They don't just take it i mean that's how companies work it's just incredible to me that you would think that oh well we're they're getting charged a lot more for their for their goods to make their product but they'll just eat that and they they'll just allow you to pay the same price for the product no that's that's not how it works i mean all the calls their earnings calls with the ceos have all said that uh, yeah uh, we are um we're seeing higher prices for the raw materials but uh we're going to offset that uh with uh, raising the prices to consumers and we we see that happening uh right now yeah but aren't you going to uh, yeah no i mean pepsi already said that yeah we're the same as everybody else um sure there's inflation out there and we are going to be pricing to deal with it. So you're going to have to deal with it too. I just wanted you to know that. So when you see that the prices are going up, it's, it's because the companies, uh, those rich, evil, capitalistic companies are just passing those prices off to you. So when goods are higher, for them to make their product, they're going to pass that along to you. Just like when they get taxed by the government because 
they need to pay more and pay their fair share. Okay, that's great. Do you think they're just going to eat that? No, you are. So thank you to the federal government, state and local governments, for raising the taxes on those evil capitalistic corporations and make them pay more. Okay? (laughs) Yes, because there's nothing I want to do more than pay more for products because they're being charged and taxed more. (laughs) I bet you feel the same way, right? (laughs) I knew it. I knew it. Wow, we have breaking news for those of you listening live to Chewing the Fat. Today is the 26th of July, 2021. Uh, The universities of Texas and Oklahoma took the first official step to leave the Big 12 for the Southeastern Conference. Wow, that is huge. We talked a little bit about it on Pat Unleashed this morning that it was being talked about, but it's official. Uh, Texas and Oklahoma gave a uh, joint press conference and said they have informed the Big 12 They do not intend to extend their grant of media rights past their current expiration in 2025. Texas and Oklahoma have made their intentions clear to the Big 12. They had to make that happen, really, because uh, the SEC admission process, you know, isn't going to move forward without them coming out and officially saying they did not want to be a part of the Big 12. Wow. So they have officially provided notice to the Big 12. We are out as of 2025. That is incredible. Those two teams hold the Big 12 strong. I mean, Missouri and Texas A&M left a few years ago. And Nebraska left. I mean, just amazing. These teams leave. Big 12 is done. We'll see if it actually happens. Um, We'll be talking about it tomorrow morning on Pat Unleashed for sure. Uh, They need need 11 votes out of the 14 teams that are in the SEC. And for sure, you're going to have no from Texas A&M and Missouri. They don't want Oklahoma or Texas in the SEC. So you need a couple more. And then you don't get voted in. Plus, if they do get voted in, Now you're talking about when. Are they going to stick around through the 2024 season playing in the Big 12, knowing that the SEC is looming? I don't think so. Does the Big 12 want them? No. Do they want to be there? No. So that's going to be some really, really fascinating times. And what happens to the rest of the Big 12? And where do teams go? Wow. This uh, college football, that move. The Texas-Oklahoma formally getting out of the Big 12 and then possibly going to the SEC. That shakes up the college football conferences for the next couple of years, boy. That is for sure. For sure. All right, let's go to the break room. I need to uh, I need to get something to drink, and we've got to do the taste test between the 
previous Coca-Cola Zero and the brand new Coca-Cola Zero Sugar that arrived in my home. So this is the sound of the... uh... This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The original, as we head to the break. Oh, yeah. All right, I'm not going to take a drink of that yet. And then this is the new Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. Oh, I'm not sure. Not sure which sounds better. Okay, so I know what a refreshing cold beverage the original or the previous Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. Not the original. The original, I was really bummed when they got rid of that. So it's been too short a period for me to get too bummed (laughs) about the new one. Although I am. I am. I didn't really want them to mess with the last one. And now they're messing with the last one. Yeah, you heard me right. I didn't want to mess them with the last one. And now I don't want to mess them with the last one. So that's where we're at. All right. This is the new one. Coca-Cola Zero Sugar in the red can with the black lettering. Oh, yeah. It's okay. It's cold. That's that's my review. Yeah, it's cold. <laughs> it doesn't have that refreshing kick, though. All right, this is the previous Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. <sighs> See, that's got... There's something. Something that gives me a refreshing. See, that's their thing, that they wanted the Coca-Cola Zero to taste like coca-cola more like coca-cola well no i'm drinking coca-cola zero because i don't want it to taste like coca-cola now they claim that these ingredients are just they're tweaking the recipe oh okay they're tweaking the recipe all right well i still say i think uh, this is a new one. Oh man back to back the old one wins yeah, the old one wins. Now, what will happen after I can't have the old one anymore? There's no more old one. I don't have a choice, which is going to be happening soon. Like, I don't know, in the next couple of days when what I have at the house runs out. Um, I'm stuck with the new one. And I don't know. I don't know. We might have to go to the diet, to the diet Dr. Pepper Zero. We might have to go to something else because this one might push me away from the Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. And don't start with me. Don't start emailing me at chewingthefatwiththeblaze.com. Don't drink sodas at all, Jeff. You should stop drinking sodas. I kind of know that. And I say kind of because I know I know that, but it's a tough addiction to kick. Okay? Okay? Okay. So the official vote right now is the 
Coca-Cola Zero Sugar with the red can, red and black can with white lettering, and is the winner over the new Coca-Cola Zero. But we'll see if the new Coca-Cola Zero is as refreshing a drink as the ice-cold red can white lettering Coca-Cola Zero, because I don't think it's going to be, but I'll give it a chance. But it better happen quickly. How about those opening ceremonies of the Tokyo Olympics, huh? (laughs) Yeah, I know. How about them? I didn't watch them either. And only 16.7 million viewers did. Wow. I mean, that's down 37% from 2016. And the smallest audience for the event in 30 three years wow that does not bode well for this year's olympics and the whole thing i mean we have our soccer team losing our basketball team losing our gymnastics team was topped by russia when they were being touted as the best I mean, things are not going well right now at the Olympics. And so I'll let you know. I'll keep you updated and we'll go through the the we'll go through the medals as the week progresses, but wow, does not look good for the US of A. So keep your fingers crossed and your flags flown high or low or you know, somewhere off to the side where nobody can see them but you. Just have it there for the good old red, white, and blue. Sad news for Jeff Bezos and Richard Branson. I'm sorry, Sir Richard Branson. Uh, they are not astronauts. And it's sad news for those of us that wanted to, you know, do a little space tourism, uh, you know, hop on for the ride and uh, make sure your hands are, <laughs> you hold the guardrails at all times. Uh, the Federal Aviation Administration has set new rules concerning the Commercial Space Astronaut Wings Program and the criteria used to award those commanding, piloting, or working on privately funded spacecraft with Commercial Space Astronaut Wings Badge. So the order was issued on July 20th, the same day billionaire and Amazon founder Jeff Bezos was and his blue origin rocket made history by blasting off from the west texas desert returning you know reaching space and returning to earth now that's just jeff because he went past the line right he went he went into what was officially space branson did not branson was just a tourism astronaut right he gets his little i mean i'm sure you got a little astronaut pin <laughs> your little rocket chip pin. Here you go. Thank you. Appreciate it. Got my little rocket pin. But uh, you know what is that? The uh, the Carmen line, and that Bezos went past that, so he went into their you know technical space. But uh, no, the new order was issued on that day. So no, the boundary between the atmosphere and space is to begin 50 miles up. Bezos made that, you know, make, met that requirement at the 62 miles above sea level. But now passengers must have demonstrated activities during flight that were essential to public safety 
or contributed to human space flight safety. Given the automation of Blue Origin, Bezos doesn't meet this criteria. That's kind of bullcrap. That's a crappy move on the Federal Aviation Administration. I'd be pissed if I was Jeff. That's that's ridiculous. I mean, he went into space. He went past, past the Kármán line. He took he took people with him, and then on the same day that he goes up, you pass a new rule. I'd be pissed. I, I, I I'm, I'm going to say that he's an astronaut. I'm going to say technically he's an astronaut. That's kind of ridiculous on the federal aviation administration that doesn't matter to me no but that's kind of bull crap i i'd be really pissed if i was him and i'm not so eh get over it plus he's you know it's bad enough that they're saying hey we've decided that you're not an astronaut now we have the adult toy company who's launching a line of rocket themed well you know things <laughs> you know after the uh phallic shaped rocket from bezos it said hi after jeff bezos launched off into the abyss this morning the world couldn't help but notice the phallic shaped rocket he was in and in an instant the internet began blasting off memes that could take you to the moon and back cam soda the adult entertainment company is joining in on the fun by creating some rockets of their own so there's that <laughs> you know that's what you were thinking i want to well one of the things that you were thinking during the jeff bezos rocket blast off and taking off i mean sitting there on the on the launch pad you can't help but see it at least for the first time and think okay I mean, Jeff, we got it. You're the richest guy on the planet. And you're going to be the richest guy in the solar system for 10 minutes and 10 seconds. But, I mean, you have to... We got it. You're the biggest in town. We understand. But are you... Let's spin the globe, shall we? Spinning the globe. I don't have sound effect. Uh, don't just whoosh, boom. Oh, look, it stopped at the Vatican. Yes. The Vatican has released information on its real estate holdings for the first time, revealing it owns more than 5,000 properties as part of its most detailed financial disclosures. Wow, I mean, the Catholic Church is opening up the books now. Holy cow. Things are going to get dicey for the uh, for the Vatican, man. If they are opening up their books and they've got 50 pages of financial material, they're not like that much as it is. And now they're going to open it up and say, yeah, we own all that. No problem. That's just us. Okay. No problem. Good luck. God bless. And I mean that uh, literally. Good luck. God bless. All right, we're spinning the globe. Whoosh. Oh, South Africa. All right, let's see what's happening in South Africa. Death toll from a rioting in South Africa rises to more than 330, says the government. South Africa said that rioting 
has claimed 337 lives, marking a further jump in the death toll from the 276 announced the day before. Oh, okay, well, uh, no problem. We'll just tack a few more on, right? So maybe we need to calm down the little civil unrest going on in South Africa. Uh, so far, they've uh, said, ah, they just ah, they just damaged $3.4 billion worth of buildings and homes. Ah, don't worry about it. We'll be fine, okay? All right, let's spin the globe one more time. Whoosh! Oh, France. Anything going on in France? Oh, my gosh, yes. They are protesting. And they had clashes with police over COVID-19 measures and the government sanctions against the unvaccinated. Oh, okay. Yeah. Dozens of protesters were arrested for an unauthorized march. That took place in Australia, not France. I'm not going to spin the globe. Oh, look, Australia. Yeah, people were arrested and protesting. Spin the globe. Italy. Oh, yeah. They're protesting in Italy, too, against the government sanctions and the COVID-19 measures. One more. Oh, yeah. Stop at Greece. Yes. Greece is doing the same thing. Wow. People have had enough. Good. Uh, I don't see this ending well for anyone. That's not good at all. All right, let's spin the globe for real. The Congo. Wow, what's going on there? Oh, my gosh. What, there's Congo wars? Yeah, 16 civilians have been killed in uh, suspected condo wars going on. Not condo wars. What am I talking about? Congo. Congolese. I know. I know it's not condo wars. <laughs> oh, it's just silly. There's, are there condos in the Congo? That's a question for the ages. I know. All right, let's spin the Oh, yeah, okay, there we go. Uh, we stopped in Belgium. What's going on in Belgium? Well, they're reporting a woman who contracted two COVID variants simultaneously. Really? How is that possible? Well, we don't know. We just know that she was unvaccinated and she contracted two variants of coronavirus at the same time, which is believed to be the first documented case of its kind. So we'll see what comes of that. I don't know. I don't know either. Whoosh. Oh, wow. That one stopped in the United States. Wow. Right there. Right there, too. Okay. Wow. Let's see where we where we at in the United States there. Kind of New Mexico-ish. Yeah, somewhere along there. Okay. Well, a builder... Uh, from Fisher Sand and Gravel Company, as far as I know, no relation to me, uh, has built two private sector border walls attempting to separate Mexico from the U.S. And he built them, erected them, and he now wants to sell them and wants to buy them off. Apparently, he said, hey, I heard that they were going to be you know, building these great border walls. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to build some. <laughs> I'm going to build them. But now he wants to, you know, have someone pay him $30 million for it. So that wasn't really a smart move. One of them, 15,000. I mean, wow. He built one that 
holds about 15,018 18 foot tall gray steel bullards they're called five inches apart with a concrete foundation (laughs) that's a hell of a wall i'll tell you that but uh he's just wanting someone to buy it now maybe he should have thought about that when he went ahead and built it because he said hey i heard trump talking about building this great beautiful wall so i sensed an opportunity and it would be fun and i just wanted to you know i remember the hoover dam and i remember all these big things so i just wanted to get out there and have a wall built under my company and he he spent money lobbying in washington dc so something must have happened because that didn't happen and then he had problems with his taxes amazing he was lobbying dc for money to build a wall and then they investigate him huh wonder how that happened at all and then he was sued by a government agency (laughs) the u.s department of defense is conducting an audit to to determine whether there was a contract to give him money uh i guess he was awarded some money that they don't know where that came from but he the cup the department that sued him i didn't even know was a department the u.s international boundary and water commission which argued diverted water could end up displacing the u.s mexico borderline now he so of course contested the suits confident that when construction was complete the government would want to buy what he was calling the lamborghini of walls now we'll see some of this fence that he built in texas and you know look this guy spent all this money building this fence and got part of a you know part of a deal from the government to build some of the wall but then you know i I mentioned that he's being you know it's being investigated because they try to make sure that uh the integrity of our uh contracting process yeah yeah the integrity of the contracting process is so important to every government agency okay thank you and we might as well spin the globe one more time and get out of see if we can get out of the u.s oh yes we did let's go to germany the u.s and germany reached a deal that allows for the completion of a russian gas pipeline to europe without further u.s sanctions so just go ahead we're going to build that pipeline and you at the you in the ukraine how about you zip it okay we don't want to hear any complaints from you we want to hear something from you we'll ask for it and germany is in trouble man they have had some flooding going on and have lost a lot I mean, they are in, they've had heavy rains and it is, uh, looking to get back all the visitors that have not been able to go to these special little picturesque German towns for all their, uh, for all their tourist touristing going on in Germany because of wild flooding. Uh, I know flooding. I mean, it's incredible. The footage that you saw in germany from the floods Woof. 
man, um, not good, not good at all. So, all right, all right. Not saying that uh, you know climate change is causing the flooding, but I am saying that you know water, water is causing the flooding. <laughs> I mean, okay, so you got flooding in Germany. We have the, uh, we spin the globe. We should, oh, we stopped in India. We had the landslide. I don't know if you saw the footage of the landslide in in India. Oh, my gosh. I mean, people died. They were these giant rocks and gravel falling from the top of the mountain, smashing bridges and cars and people. Uh, it was not good. It was not good. And then, I mean, we spin the globe. Oh, we're back in the U.S. and Utah. Yeah, a sudden sandstorm comes up in utah and there's a 20 car pileup and people died uh there's a few natural disasters happening around the globe and it's a little frightening and we saw reports oh it's been the globe i'm sorry and we saw reports we're in china now of a typhoon hitting shanghai i mean okay okay <laughs> uh, I'm going to stop spinning the globe because I don't want any more bad news. So San Francisco, a beautiful city. I left my heart there once trying to decide whether to build trash can prototypes at up to $20,000 a piece. I want to go on record as saying San Francisco I'm willing to build you a trash can for a lot cheaper than 20000 a piece. So they've agreed to move forward on a proposal to manufacture 15 trash can prototypes at the cost of $300,000. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a pilot program to find an alternative to the city's existing aging receptacles um okay so i guess you have to i i, I kind of get the idea that we need receptacles that are going to last but that does seem a bit pricey so they're saying that according to the chronicle the cost per can once we get you know past this prototype stage will only cost two to three thousand dollars each when mass produced oh okay no problem but first it's gonna cost you know twenty thousand dollars a piece well that's just the prototypes once we get past that it'll be two to three thousand dollars i mean i hope that they were gonna i don't know how it doesn't say how long the other existing aging receptacles have been out there but it does make one wonder how long it would last if it cost 20,000 because I know I get I get the whole thing that uh it would uh you know cost a nickel more to go first class hey you can quote me on that but I don't know that it costs <laughs> a bunch of nickels so according, oh, it does say here, it does say uh, most trash cans throughout the city have been around for more than 20 years and have been wide open 
leaving a mess in the area. Well, yeah, you've let all the homeless people wander around the city digging through everything they can. San Francisco has more than 3,000 garbage cans throughout the city. Wow. That's, why don't they just pay the homeless people to pick up the garbage? And then we'll be good. You give the homeless people money to pick up the garbage and bring it to the... We set a trash truck, you know, one trash truck in each neighborhood, and they're going to be parked on this street corner, and you pay the homeless people to bring the trash to the garbage truck so you don't have to waste gas driving the garbage truck around, and they, the homeless people pick up the trash and bring it to the garbage trucks. You could probably do that cheaper than spending $20,000 each on a trash can. Don't you think? I know it's just me. I know, I know, I know. I was just, I'm just trying to, trying to help San Francisco out with their budgeting problems. So pay the homeless people to pick up the trash and give them an address where they have to bring it. And then you'll be good. You're welcome. It's a busy weekend at Comic-Con. They released a bunch of Walking Dead stuff. For those of you that are Walking Dead fans, they released uh, a trailer for Walking Dead Season 11. Looked pretty good. They released two Fear Season 7 trailers. Looked pretty good. And they released a Season 2 World Beyond trailer, which, you know, was okay. I'm not a huge fan of the show anyway. But we do talk a little bit about it on Talking Walking Dead. For those of you that uh, are uh, Dead fans, we do a podcast, Talking Walking Dead, with uh, Jason Buttrell and my son, Maximus. But they look really good. And I'm looking forward to The Walking Dead uh, coming back for their final season. Uh, They return on August 22nd, 2021. So... In that prior week to August 22nd, we'll get a Talking Walking Dead podcast and uh, build up to the season premiere of the final season, season 11 of The Walking Dead on Talking Walking Dead. I also see where they're starting to get the cast and crew ready to start filming the new uh, Yellowstone show, the prequel to Yellowstone. Apparently it's going to be filmed here in Fort Worth in the DFW area, the Y1883. They're supposed to tell the original story of the Dutton family from Yellowstone. So they're saying that it's going to stream this year on Paramount. I don't know if they're going to make it this year, but they're going to make it by 2022. So, uh, you know, parts of the series are going to be filmed here in Fort Worth. So if you're looking for a gig, as far you know, part of the Yellowstone franchise, you can uh, you can do that. That's kind of exciting, and I am kind of looking forward to that. And it would be nice if uh, my man Kevin Costner was in town for that. He can call me, Kev. You can show up here on Chewing the Fat anytime, anytime you want to stop by and have a chat about anything. I'm here for you. Okay, we can talk about whatever you want to talk about. Chewing the fat is here for Kevin Costner. I know you can you can quote me on that. I'm not I'm not opposed to that. I also saw where uh, Zack Snyder released a trailer or Netflix released a trailer for his Army of Thieves, which is like uh, the army before the Army of the Dead. So the it's the prequel. It's coming to Netflix this fall. Looks really good. 
got uh, a couple of the same characters in it. And it's got uh, what's-her-face from Game of Thrones, Natalie Emmanuel, and the guy that plays Dieter, the safe cracker, Matthias Schweighoffer. Uh, he is uh, the main star of this army of thieves, and uh, it's good. it looks really good. Uh, so anyway, I saw that was uh, posted this week. A lot of trailers uh, posted. It was an exciting time in the world of entertainment. Plus, LeBron James, Space Jam, the Space Jam 2 or whatever it's called, the sequel, um, is a sucking big wind. It's <laughs> uh, it uh, dropped sixty eight percent from the first week, and the total that it's made so far fifty one million dollars. So I guess it costs one hundred and fifty million to make. Wow, it did cost $150 million. That was their budget. Holy cow. It is not going to make... I mean, they'll be lucky to make that back. And it's not going to be played in China, which I'm sure LeBron well, you know, wanted that to happen as he was bending the knee to China for that. And it still didn't turn out. So, you know, that's a real shame. That's a real shame that it didn't it's not working out for lebron james isn't it you know that's a shame i i mean that with every every ounce of meaning i can work up for that you see also where jackie mason died i know that he was uh you know he's this comedian and he was you know he's kind of he's 93 but he had an incredible life i was reading about <laughs> <laughs> I was reading about, you know, some of the stuff that he did throughout his career and he was pretty incredible. Plus he was, I didn't realize that he was doing a series of commentaries for Breitbart, Ner Breitbart news in which he regularly roasted Hollywood. Kind of funny, good stuff would be worth it now. So I guess I mean, it was sad that he passed away, and he passed away at Mount Sinai Hospital in Manhattan. And he was, uh, he did uh, The World According to Me, that was a hit on Broadway in the late 80s. He also, he received an Emmy and a Grammy for the show, which was adapted as the Jackie Mason on Broadway show. So he's got an Emmy, a Grammy, and a Tony. The only thing he never got was uh, an Oscar. And he was in a number of movies, which, you know, obviously weren't Oscar-ready movies. He's in The Caddyshack 2 with Mel Brooks' The History of the World, Steve Martin's The Jerk, uh, The Stooley in 1971. Uh, he was in a lot of films. He did a lot of this. I mean, he just had a, an amazing life. And his story with Ed Sullivan that uh, the host accused ed sullivan accused mason of directing an obscene gesture at him after he signaled the comic from off stage to cut the routine short right so sullivan according to the story is telling jackie mason hey wrap it up let's go let's go now mason said always that the gesture was in his mind and uh you know Four-letter words and dirty gestures are a way of life for me. I was just a street guy, and he was a, you know, he was a rabbi. And so he was, you know, he 
sued for libel and slander and Sullivan admitted that he had made a mistake and the comic was brought back to the show <laughs> and he uh, and Mason was bummed because he had already been tarnished for being crude and unpredictable but he beat Ed Sullivan over that uh, Ed Sullivan had to admit that he made a mistake wow pretty huge uh, a lot of people didn't get that to happen in those days. Ed Sullivan was uh, the king of television at that time. All right, I got to go. Let's wrap it up. I'll see you tomorrow on Chewing the Fat. Thank you so much for coming along for the ride today. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR, Facebook and Instagram, Jeff Fisher Radio. I see also, wow, where uh, Instagram and Twitter were in the news as well. They had a couple of big headlines. Oh, yeah, uh, Twitter is growing at the fastest level since 2014 huh wonder why that could be is there they're eliminating their competition that's possible that's possible and instagram has a new sensitivity filter and a lot of the uh instagram users and posters are a little wound up because uh they're getting their posts blocked because of the sensitivity filter so don't worry they'll adjust it Zuck will get that right back on track for you. <laughs> right.